0: Good morning. Everyone, wake up. Let's get going on this thing. Steve Schulte's here. He's got me into a rare mood already. You're not on. You're not allowed to talk yet. I'm really happy for a number of reasons. One, it's going to be really cold. No, I'm not happy about that. And then the forecast, folks, keeps getting worse. Oh, it won't be that bad. It's light COVID. Won't be that bad. And then it keeps getting worse. Ridiculous. The Lead Live is brought to you by Pint and Plow. Not open today, so don't come in here and bother us. Also, Texas Hill Country Advisors, Andrew and Gilbert, thanks for joining us last night. Their show's on at 6 o'clock every every Monday. K-Pub, safe, reliable, and yours. Peterson Health. We'll talk about them in a moment. And Kerr County Abstract and Title Company. Also, Wild Birds Unlimited coming in and being a sponsor. Thanks to them. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Lead Live. I'm Louis Amistoy. It's Tuesday. Uh, This forecast, I'm telling you guys, just irritates me to no end. It's now saying uh, Winter Storm Watch, Wednesday night into Thursday, wintry mix, likely, then slight chance of wintry mix. It's really just going to be rain and freezing rain, and I don't like it. I don't like freezing rain. I don't like anything that's going to like, you know, the, the winter storm last year w- wouldn't have been so bad if it just would have snowed, right? But you had all the ice garbage, and that was, that was not fun. My my road was like uh like a bobsled track, it was probably more effective than the Chinese bobsled track they're gonna have, but it was crazy, because I live on a hill, right? You know, a pretty good pretty good grade, and uh, it was uh, oh, it was awful, but uh, fortunately, this thing's going only gonna be like a day, and then we'll be done with it, so that's 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 the good news. Uh, let me get to a couple things real quick before we get to our uh, our guests here. We have Arcadia Live here today. They're they're good guys, good folks, um. Like we said, the weather, here's what the National Weather Service is saying. Wednesday showers likely mainly afternoon, uh, areas of fog before 10, uh, otherwise cloudy with a high near 62, and then it gets to be really cold. Chance of precipitation is about 60%. Uh, rain likely before midnight, then rain or freezing rain. So if you're going to get out Thursday morning, bundle up and pr- bring out your ice axe uh, to chip off the ice off your uh, off your car. And be very careful out there. Obviously on Thursday, uh, Wednesday night low around 25. North winds from 15 to 20 miles an hour with gusts as high as 25 miles an hour. Chance of precipitation is 80 percent, and then freezing rain likely on Thursday with sleet and other stuff. You know, just snow. Just be done with it. Just snow. Make it look pretty for a f- for a few hours and then go away. But not this freezing rain stuff. So, and then the and then the weekend will be nice and will be clear and cool uh, in the 40s and in the into the low 20s. So. That's what the National Weather Service says, but like I said, this big yellow blob they have on this thing where it says winter storm watch that doesn't make me very happy. Uh, a couple stories we're following uh, today. Uh, if you got the newsletter today, um, I thought I had it up. Maybe I don't. There it is. Uh, a couple of things: uh, the Omicron variant may be finally fading a little bit here. Um, it's it's hard to actually tell because there's just so many cases. Uh, we Peterson said they only had 58 over the weekend. Um, they had thirty-four people hospitalized, five in intensive care. they were that's down from forty-one that they had uh last week, like last Friday. That's a good number, I guess. When you know, all things considered, it could have been a lot worse, uh, but thirty-four is still a lot. Uh, my gut tells me that ninety-eight percent of them are probably unvaccinated that are in the hospital. Uh we had five more deaths reported over the weekend. I expect we'll see that number up. There's a weird discrepancy as usual uh, between the Department of State Health Services and, um, the, uh, uh, and, and well, they have multiple buckets they count stuff in. So their death toll in one bucket is way higher than what they have on their spreadsheet, which tracks deaths day by day. So I don't know what the real number is. I have it at 16. They have it at 17 in one document. And they have it at 14 in another document. So who knows? But they don't count nursing home deaths. So I don't know if there's something out there that I don't know. And Peterson had Peterson confirmed to me yesterday that they haven't had a death um from COVID, of COVID, from COVID, with COVID, COVID around, COVID light since probably November. So they've been in good shape, right? But remember the sickest of you folks go that you don't go to Peterson, you go somewhere else. So there there it is. Uh so my official toll right now is sixteen deaths in January I bet you we land right around 20, 2022 20, is where I, I'm guessing that we'll be, considering just the sheer number of people who've had the virus and the sheer number of people in hospitalizations. Uh, the, the, the hospitalizations in San, San Antonio did not go down. They actually went up. Um, statewide they went down, but uh, up in, in San Antonio. Uh, ICUs are still, rooms are still hard to come by um, across the state uh, because a lot of those folks are, you know, in ICU, and a lot of those folks are on ventilators. Uh, Speaking of ventilators, there's a woman named Sherry Snyder who uh, who came into this facility uh, once and and, um, in front of my daughter and, you know, called me basically a dirty liberal. And um, she was here with one of the one with one of the she was here with the sheriff's deputy who was having to put up with her stuff. Well, it turns out that uh, her husband apparently died from covid. And Sherry is one of these people who you look at her and you're like, well, you're 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 perfectly normal. And then she got on there and she starts talking about the Nuremberg Code, and she talked about the Nuremberg Code to the to the Kerrville Independent uh, School District Board of Trustees, and she basically said that that if they did not if they violated the Nuremberg Code that they would be uh, treated with the death penalty. Well, that's not really true because the Nuremberg Code is not the U.S. didn't sign it. Hello. Read your history, but that doesn't um, that doesn't stop these some of these folks. She was told to leave uh, Tybee High School last year when she was protesting a vaccination thing. She's you know really strong anti-vaxer. Well, apparently her husband Todd passed away from COVID in December, and there's a website out there called Sorry anti vaxxer which tracks um, anti vaxxers and their conditions. Um, in hospitals, and here is the one that we found for Todd Snyder, where this guy comes in here, uh, and uh, here's here it is. This is this is this is they they built all of this off of her social media, right? All of the public social media. The Snyder's um, actually got some fame early on when they were on uh, HGTV's Tiny Houses. They built some really nice tiny houses. Um, Todd had posted stuff on YouTube about you know vaccines you know efficacy and dangers uh but then it gets down into like these are all of the things that she uh this is all the things that she posted make this a little bit larger for everybody to see about covid and some of the anti the anti vaccine things were up there uh misreading the vares information which is about the how the vaccine actually was working um you know there's a there's a belief that it's killed all these people when you, the reality of it is is that most of the people who are already sick with COVID already got vaccinated and they died as well um typical you know hey you know COVID's a hoax type stuff um and you know she stands for medical freedom more on this these are all publicly accessible you know like and so if you put the stuff out there, right, people will screen grab it or they'll 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 embed it. Um anti-Fauci stuff. Um uh, so then her, the husband gets sick and she, they refuse to give him ivermectin, they refuse to give anyone in this hospital ivermectin. Um here she seems a bit resigned to letting her them save her husband's life. Uh it's it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting thing. What's interesting about it then, uh uh uh, she asked for money on December 9th from folks. Please help save my husband. He's lying uh, in a, a hospital bed with COVID pneumonia. Please help. We need legal help and patient advocacy help. They forced me to leave his bedside. These crimes against humanity must stop. Please help. This could be you or your loved one next. Well, I mean, I think for some people, though, you know, like I think, you know, look, if you want to have COVID, too, you can sit next to your husband. Um, I think that should be I think we should do a better job with that. I agree with her there. Right. But then, what gets it just gets more and more bizarre. Uh, they bring in a faith healer, uh, and so in like this photo or video here, um, her husband's like laying face down because they're they're trying to force oxygen into his lungs. Alan West got involved at one point. Here's what Alan West wrote on December 17th. He's running for governor. Remember, Alan West is a carpetbagger. Just so you guys know, he's from Florida, and I'm not even sure he's even from Florida. Uh, Sherry Snyder is an advocate for children who have been sex trafficked. She's also an advocate for medical free- freedom. Her husband is currently hospitalized with COVID pneumonia. She's being threatened by the hospital. If she doesn't stop having people call. They will kick her out of the hospital. Uh, if I can get her a court order, uh, if I can get her more IV fluids, save him ASAP. He can't swallow today. He's dehydrated and starving. Requested a Dobhoff. Last night, the doctor said he'd do it this morning, but now my husband is not strong enough. Please share story, uh, share his story, and assist if you are able. This is Alan West. Um, and um, then there was basically like, um, can God bring back person from the dead? Then they go into ECMO, and I, 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 you know, ECMO is like probably like one of the most extreme uh, tools that they have to do this and here's and she shows it. It's kind of interesting like they pull out uh they pull out all of your blood essentially and they reoxygenate it. Um it's just it's an amazing machine but man it is a grueling process. Uh and then she's questioning the hospital motivation, you know. Biden bounty on your head if a, uh body and bounty on your head if if in if, if in a hospital, $100,000. Okay, what do you think it costs to do all this stuff, right? This is where you get into the questions here. Uh, there's a thing, you know, the government's bounty on your life. Hospitals instead of payments for COVID-19 are about $100,000 per COVID. Probably because it costs $100,000 to treat these folks. Uh, she doesn't trust the doctors. Here's another photo of, of how ill her husband really is. Um, and, you know, and just on and on and on and on. So we put a link to it in, the, in today's thing. And finally, um, uh, finally, they're just, you know, uh it, he passes away and it goes on and that, that's it. So that's that is what we're we, we kind of we kind of discovered last night. And because um, I had gotten a call from somebody that said, you know, that you know a woman that goes with all these council meetings, her husband died of COVID. And then I did a little Google search and I was like, Oh my gosh, look at this. So that's it. Um couple of other quick things uh, I wanna get to not a lot going on right now, which is good news other than the weather's gonna be terrible uh we have a planning and zoning commission meeting on thursday they're going to talk about peterson's new parking lot uh, and then they're going to talk about uh, another uh, another large estate uh, project which has it's only 25 lots but it's about six hundred eighty acres so it 's like a sized lots um, and it's back kind of behind it's like it basically connects if you can imagine spur 100 all the way back to uh Cypress creek Road back there behind Tyvee. so there you go. If you need a big ranch, that that's what you got. Okay. Uh most importantly though, I've got guests on today. And we're, Stacey we're gonna have this foot this this microphone. Come up with just a little bit closer. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Uh all right. Here we are. We we this one of the I saw two things last year that I thought were awesome. Uh with Arcadia. Like we showed the potential and power of Arcadia Live was the big seed sort of Christmas concert thing with the nutcracker. That was awesome. And then we also had uh we also then had the shiny ribs, which was also awesome if you like the shiny ribs. And I like the shiny ribs a lot. And I know that Steve Schulte likes the shiny ribs. I know that I know that Stacy likes the shiny ribs. And uh good morning to both of you great how are you i'm doing good uh i'm just glad you guys are here because you guys have got so much going on uh uh with with arcadia um stacy's uh pretty much are you in charge now is that what we're, is that what we're saying now uh
1: in an interim
2: period yeah in an interim 60 period, 60 to 90 days we, her right. official title is uh head enchilada
0: <laughs> head enchilada nice um uh what uh what what is the what is the does the future hold steve uh for the for arcadia
2: i mean we got everything going on but before we get to that we we came bearing gifts we oh, brought some
0: merch for nice. you, wow, you very cat. nice look at that look at this look at this where's my camera at here look at this an arcadia live t shirt that's gorgeous so we've got a whole line of merch now yeah, online right.
2: and you can buy it at the box office when you come to the show that's a slick
0: that's a slick hat it's a good looking hat, good looking hat. it's a good looking hat isn't it okay. yeah i love that very good thank you Um, Tell me, though, you know, uh, we've got uh, Arcadia, the venue, to me, uh, and I'm going to say this on like I ran briefly an amphitheater um, that was very large and unwieldy and a nightmare at times. Uh, And live music can be a challenge, um, but Arcadia was built in mind to do many things, though, and we've seen that already. You know, it could be, uh, it could host, you know, a conference. It can host, uh, you know, any any number wedding of events, receptions. wedding receptions, anything out there. It's probably one of the smartest space uses out there. Uh, where are we at as far as developing this 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 project?
2: Well, the uh, the infrastructure's in there. The sound and lights are where we uh, we like it. Uh, that's all set. Uh, the thing now we're working on is outside on the deck. Right. Uh, we have the charity ball coming up, I guess, in May. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are the beneficiary this year. We're going to use that to buy some uh, devices to put more shade out there and to put some furniture so that we can start utilizing the the back deck and the, the alley
0: on the side. It's almost like, you know, um, one of the things I think is cool is like you can turn that back deck, you know, around and have a, con- have a concert with – the crowd kind of sitting on the stage and then the back deck kind of being the uh in the backdrop cuz it's so cool back there. I mean, right. it's such a cool thing. And
2: so one of the things that we're going to talk about today is we're going to start a our new program called Thirsty Thursdays. We want to get people in the habit of coming to the theater on Thursday. Uh we'll have one week we'll have trivia. We're going to start karaoke on a Thursday. We're going to start bringing some comedy acts and stuff. Because your choices downtown, if you want to have a real adult beverage cocktail full bar, yeah. your choices are pretty limited right. downtown unless you have a <clears throat> membership somewhere. But
0: somewhere, right? Um, that's that thing that's like down the basement somewhere, right? That, that there's the, if you have to have like a secret ID to get into that thing, is that right? Something like that. Something like that. Right. Yeah, but so I've there, never been invited yet.
2: I've been there once. Yeah, yeah. So it's, very it's, it's, very it's very nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's very all nice. Okay, all right, but. Um, so we want to get, uh, everybody in the habit of starting their weekends a little early on Thursday and, uh, starting this week, we're going to have the bar open and then we're going to, um, roll in some karaoke and continue with our trivia night, which has been really successful. Right. right. A lot of fun. Yeah.
0: I, I keep, I keep missing the trivia night. I, I want to go to it. And, um, Kate Howard, who is your MC, uh, she usually, um, is like bugging me. You gotta come, you gotta come. And I, I, I always have something else going on. Yeah. So, but it sounds like it's a great event, though, a lot of fun.
2: I went last time, and it was kind of 2000-ish. It was Y2K theme. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know any of the answers. I'm too really? old. I'm too old for that stuff. Yeah, it was the, kind of the music and all of that. Uh, well, I tell you what, I don't. Rem- I don't.
0: I-, I don't remember 1997 through 2002 because that was when my daughter was like, you know, I was like doing dad duty. So from from from, from, from the time of her birth to five, I don't really remember those those years at all. <laughs> I sort of remember September 11th, and that's about it. Um, Stacey, uh, what do you got going on uh, from your end, operationally? How are things, how are things rolling? Uh,
1: things are really good. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we're super busy with this Thursday. Thursdays, getting this up and going, uh, working on things like Songwriter TX, trying to bring that back. We had it last year, a okay. free, uh, free concert, as well as um, in May we start a six-month comedy series. Last okay. year I think we did three months. This year we're trying to do a little bit longer.
0: Is it hard to find comics, you know, or is it easy? Are they are they are they, are they local guys or are they travel? They're not local. Uh, they travel, huh? Mm-hmm. They last travel. year we had
1: Las Vegas um, comedians come in. Yeah. which was fantastic. We're working at the same agency that booked us last year.
0: Okay. What is the feedback that you get from like a Shiny Ribs or or, or, or some of these acts that have come here and played? I mean, sh- I mean, I mean, he, the Shiny Ribs guys that said it was beautiful. Uh, the Texas Film Commission came in during uh, the the uh, Innovation Summit that the Career Economic Development Corporation came by. So it's fantastic. It took pictures of the whole facility. Um, what is the feedback you guys get?
2: Uh, it's great. When we first started out, we had to convince people to come here and play. Yeah. Nobody knew who we were. Nobody had been here. They right. didn't know anything about it. Now we're getting calls and from the bands, they say, when can we play again? Cause they love it because mm-hmm. the audience is so great. The facilities, the sound is wonderful. Uh, are you familiar with the green room? Have you been in our green yes. room? Yes, yes. The green room is downstairs underneath the stage and uh, the bands have, it's got couches and dressing rooms and they've got their own balcony overlooking the river. Uh, and they love it down there. Yeah, I bet. So they, uh, and the, we always help them load in, load out. But, uh, it's really a good experience for them. And so they're they're all wanting to come back.
0: Um, the board's role in this, uh, Steve, is that you guys you guys got so, basically raised another two hundred thousand dollars. The Economic Improvement Corporation of Kerrville matched that um, that that uh, that deal. Um, how is that? What is that going to do for the future of the of the of the facility? Well, the um, the reason we were doing some additional fundraising is because when
2: we when COVID hit. Uh, we didn't have, we couldn't open right away, so we took a hit on our cash flow. Uh, the sound and light system came in above budget, so we uh, had to take out a loan, mm-hmm. and so the fundraising was to pay off that loan or to right. help pay for that because that was a big chunk of our cash flow every month was making those loan payments. So now we don't have those loan payments, or they're they're reduced. Right, we can put that back into operations and do more programming.
0: Um. Yeah, because COVID's driven the is like one made equipment like unavailable. Two, um, and then two, it's made it more expensive as well. Uh, is there are there still things that are that need to be done though? I mean, are that are left over? I mean, I, I know there was probably a longer list of uh, of things. Are there are there still like capital things you like to do to the facility? Uh, mostly working with the outside, um,
2: the deck and mm-hmm. the outside facilities, making that because. You know, in the spring when the weather gets more pleasant, you know, we really would like to take advantage of that because that's one of the, the highlights of the theater, I yeah, think. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, my sense of things, too, is that, and I think I mentioned this once before, that it, it almost needs to be open, like, all day long, too. Uh, like especially the outdoor deck. You know, what a place to sit and have a cup of coffee, you know. Is there any, any movement on that kind of uh Offering, or are you you still looking at mostly an evening type of uh, place? I think
2: short-term it's mostly evening events, but um, when you start opening it all day long, Mm -hmm. you you have a lot more staff needs. Yeah, right. And we don't really have the resources for that right now.
0: Okay. Um, One of the things I think is interesting about Kerrville is that we have, you know, if you think about this right now, we have the Callow Theater. We have Museum of Western Art, which has some some spaces in it that could be for performance. You have Kerr Arts and Cultural Center. You have Arcadia. You have, then you go out to Ingram, and you've got their their facilities out at the point. Um, it it, it seems like it's a it's a it's a it's a rich opportunity for collaboration and work. What where where are we at with any of the, any any kind of you know. Collaborative programming between the different organizations because it seems like everyone's going to be fighting for the same amount of money at times. Where do you where do you see that kind of vision landing?
2: Well, there, all of those groups you named, we do meet periodically because we all want to be good neighbors and good co business owners, yeah. and we don't want to step on each other's toes. Uh, everybody, I think, is trying to find their own niche. Right. Um, like, there's a lot of stuff that the Callow Theater has that we would not program that's not really fit. Right. A good fit for the symphony, you know. Yeah, or a, a, a lot po- of the tribute bands, right. the old country tributes, and some of those. It's more of a sit down and watch and be polite and yeah. politely applaud. Right. And, and we, we're a little bit more rambunctious. I like to think. Well, oh my God, shining part. ribs is
0: completely rambunctious. <laughs> it was out of hand. It was awesome. Yeah. So, um, did you you were there for the shining ribs? Yeah. Oh, how would you How would you judge that crowd? Was uh, that Was that one of the most rambunctious crowds we've had at Arcadia Live?
1: Uh, I would say Reckless Kelly, last 4th oh, of July. Oh, that's yeah. true, huh? Or yeah. 3rd or 2nd, I yeah. think it was. Um, that was our most rambunctious. Oh, really? And, uh, um, well, see, this... Sh- so the
2: first time Shiny Ribs came, mm. uh, he did his... Was it the... Uh, um, this is the second time. The first time we forgot to lock the stage door. <laughs> and so during the conga line, several... Uh, Several of our patrons who may or may not have been overserved yes. ended up on stage dancing with the the shiny soul Oh sisters. my
0: gosh, that's yeah. funny! Uh, I'm sure they appreciated that very much. Yeah. I mean, you could do the same thing at the, the uh, Kerbal Folk Festival because it's pretty accessible as well. Yeah. Um, the when you look at uh, Stacey, when you look at how long have you been with the with the theater now, or the uh, mm, about the space, a year and, and a half. About a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. So you've been there since the start. We always see you there. Yes. You're always you're always you're 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 very quick too. You move around very, very fast. What is your favorite part of, the, of of Arcadia Live? If you were to say something to somebody, like, how would you sell it to them?
1: Well, my favorite part of Arcadia Live is just uh, bringing back a theater bill in 1926. So my background is in production stage management. Okay. So a bachelor's in theater. Um, so I love the space. So I remember uh, one of my first interviews walking through the space, and it wasn't even finished yet. Yeah. So I just couldn't wait to see what was, what was going to happen with it. I'm um, gonna bring people in today. I just we immediately go to the back deck. It's yeah, my favorite spot. Right. Um, we recently had a wedding on the back deck. It was absolutely beautiful. They got married in that little jet out with the trees behind them. Um, so I mean, that's just just being in the space is so amazing.
0: How did the how did the back deck? What's the origin story in the back deck? How did that come about? Who, whose idea was that?
2: That all came about um, back. Ben Modest was fairly. Um, instrumental in getting the project done when he had the relationship with steve user as you know steve user gave us the theater right and we had a group together um our group was really just doing the fourth of july and so it was kind of a, an obvious choice on if you're going to give it to a new a non give it to somebody who at least knows something about that uh that type of business um and they can, and working with the architect, and they thought, you know, this would be a great. We need to face the river. Yeah, it's facing the wrong way. How can we do that? Well, let's put some garage doors up. Let's put a big deck on the back.
0: And well, you know, and it, I think the thing that's brilliant about Arcadia Live, in my opinion, is that that it's one of the first real buildings, you know, public buildings we have that says, "No, we're going to use the river." You know, it's going to be it's going to be the focal point of what we're. And and a lot of times it's like, oh, it's the river. Um, and somebody said to me once that the river was like in the the context of downtown. I was like, well, that's where sure you dump stuff, you <laughs> Yeah, there was no there was no consideration for yeah. For they it. turned
2: the back turn their back on the river. Yeah, everything's facing the wrong way. Yeah.
0: So, what do you think that would do? I mean, do you think that's going to change the way that we look at the, you know the downtown area and its interfacing with the river?
2: Well, yes, because the the, the long term plan is the the river trail is going to go back through there also. Yeah. Um, and so you've got the people coming in through on the River Trail. The um, there's a San Antonio business, uh, Broken Sandal. Mm-hmm. They've been they've got a storefront there. I don't know what their status is. They've yeah. been kind of idle for a while, but they're talking about, um, and they they make craft beer. Right, having some sort of. It, dock down there where you can pull up in your kayak and they'd bring beer
0: down to you and things like that a little bit it's of a hike but uh, they can get down there too it. Yeah. there that's gonna be a tasting room that's what they're right. yeah right. right so um yeah russell russell nemke uh now chiming in on on the on the chat here saying it would be cool to have more shows with those garage doors open it's a pretty unique experience to see a band from the backside. Yeah. I mean, yes. I think. It, I sure. mean. I think. I think And that's it,
2: it, a lot of it is kind of band preference, right? Um, because it affects the sound, and and then you, you you've got obviously got some security yeah, issues. Yeah. issues back there. You don't want people want like right. and uh, people like R- Russell would wander up on the stage.
0: He needs to be always monitored at all times. Yes. You know. You need. To, you need to keep a close eye on that guy. Yeah. So um okay well so you have a background stacy now tell me again what's your degree in
1: uh theater arts where did you get role. that from uh Roan university in new jersey
0: Roan university how'd you get to texas
1: um my husband has grandparents here
0: your husband has grandparents that's kind of like the Kerrville story now what do what you bring it sure. my my grandparents are here so
1: yeah but we moved from las vegas so uh, i spent seven years in las vegas so
0: did you work in the uh, entertainment industry and yes. in, uh, what did you do in las vegas
1: a production stage manager.
0: So, like, one of the casinos, or um,
1: for a small company that had performers in almost every casino on the strip.
0: Oh, wow, wow, yeah, Vegas is like kind of like the spot for live entertainment. Like, there's—I sure. mean, how many people were employed in that? It's crazy, right? Millions of people walk y-
1: the strip every day. It was pretty wild. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, but now you're here in Kerrville, and so yes. then you find this thing, and and very lucky
1: to find Arcadia.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, to you what do you see what what is what what's your sort of your your vision to it if you talk to steve and um and the rest of the board
1: so i like it which we are doing a lot of private events mm-hmm. um conferences the last conference we did in i think it's november of last year the end of last year is a blur we we're so busy yeah um, but it went really well and i'd like to see us break into more of that realm to bring in people from the larger cities here to spend the day here in a conference, and then maybe see a show at night. You know?
0: Yeah, right.
1: That brings us back to more of the, the all-day thing. Right. Because um, we do rent the space out, the boardroom out during the day, um, and then private events. I mean, starting in March, we're really picking up with private events.
0: Is the boardroom is that is that upstairs? Is that yes. the upstairs part? What else is upstairs? I've I've only been into the really. I haven't been in all the little nooks and crannies of the of the facility. What else do you have? Up well,
2: there? the. Um, You've got the balcony area mm-hmm. with the suites, with the the seats, and then right. there's another bar up there behind that. Right. And then you walk down the bar, down the hall by the bar, and there's the boardroom. The boardroom actually faces the street. Wow. Okay. So when you look up, when you go into the theater and you see the window, that's the boardroom. Right. Okay. And we've got it. The the idea. Here's another thing for capital projects. Mm-hmm. We've already wired that room the the vision is is that would be some sort of uh maybe a recording studio right right you can do podcasts record music performances that sort of thing yeah it's That'd already be, wired but we just we haven't finished that I haven't finished
0: yet. it out yet right yeah um okay so that that there's some there's some there's a lot of interesting things happening in this place when steve tell me the the other part of this too like you know how long you know seeing that space just sit there for years I mean, that had to have bothered a lot of people historically in this community, right? What was that like? Uh, so I've been here
2: over 20 years, and I had never been in the theater because it mm. had been closed yeah. before I got What was here. it
0: like when you guys went in, you know, to kind of see it for the first time? Well,
2: it wasn't in that bad a shape yeah. because Steve had already brought it up to code. Um, the air conditioning had been uh, updated, the electric the electricity and the plumbing so that was all in place. It just was a, you know, it was a, all the seats had been taken out, and it was just a slanted floor going down to an old concrete stage. Yeah, and it was pretty pretty rough.
0: Right, because it's not. It wasn't like an ostentatious, you know, facility like some of these theaters are. You know, it was just a practical one, but a great space it as well. It was very practical. Yeah, yeah, um, and and then the restoration of it. It was interesting, too, because, you know, we thought about the blade as being, you know, kind of that. Most people kind of envision the blade is what defined it, you know. But really, that wasn't the real one. they So, you smartly moved it back, which is kind of a great right. landmark now, well, too. Well, and
2: you probably, I don't know, a lot of people don't know the whole story because a lot of people were mad because we moved <laughs> the blade. But yeah. the blade had to come down to be repaired, And once you take it down, then it's no longer grandfathered in under the sign ordinance. And so to put it back up, we'd have to comply with the sign ordinance and that did not um, comply. So we said, what if we put it around on the back? And they said, that's fine. Right. And then, so then we went back and researched and found what the original one looked like and we reproduced that on the
0: front. And that is just, and it's also, you know, Timeless as well. I mean, it's interesting. You have these right. two snapshots of, of of classic pieces of like uh, signage that just work really, really well. So, right,
2: and we're um, and I actually like the blade in the back because it reflects off the river at night. It's so it's yeah. And by the way, I don't want to forget to mention our new new mural on the back. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, we're working on getting it lit so you can see it at night.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. I was like, that's the one thing that's uh, it's kind of missing. Is it's? I went out there one time. This be a really great night shot. The it's not lit. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, that's going to that's going to happen fairly shortly. Yeah. Uh,
0: um as far as what we have coming on in February. And let me go to, let, me, let me find the website real quick and get to that so we can have that up there. What do you guys expect for the for this? Oh, look at that. You've got Beads. Uh, uh, so
2: you are you haven't been here long enough to have Mardi Gras in Kerrville.
0: I have not. I went to Mardi Gras in Bandera. Which was crazy look at this all right okay all right days. here we go here we, look at this we're we gonna have, have right.
2: <laughs> so for a number of years the main street board in kerrville which is a a, a city committee um they hosted a mardi gras on fat tuesday downtown and okay. we'd block off it was on earl garrett they'd block it off we'd have a band and all that kind of stuff uh the um and they've used it as a fundraiser, um, and then it went away for various reasons. Kind of the main, main Street Board kind of was defunct for a long while. So that went away. We tried to revive the event last year, mm-hmm. and we canceled it at the last minute because of the big freeze.
0: Okay. Right. That's right. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Right.
2: So w- Mardi Gras is back Tuesday, March 1st. We're going to have a band from Austin that plays at the Elephant Room. It's a New Orleans jazz-type band with trombone, trumpet, and nice. all of that kind of stuff. We're going to have uh, a local vendor that's going to have red beans and rice and etouffee. And we're going to have king cake. We're going to have hurricanes. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're going to do it big on Tuesday night,
0: So mark market calendar. Okay. All right. So that'll be good. Uh, here's this. Here's the calendar of current events, and just go, walk me through these real quick. Tell me what we we can expect here if you can see them. The uh, first one is uh, obviously Thursday, 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 which is coming up on uh, on on this Thursday night. Mm-hmm. What can we expect from that?
1: Um, that's gonna be a regular bar night. We kind of started bar nights in October, um, just to see how it would go. We were open every Wednesday from four to seven. So we're going to bring bar night back, but like he said earlier, Thursday is going to be the place. Like Arcadia is going to be the place to be. Right. So just a regular bar night. Um, time change though, five to eight. Okay. So right after work, head over to Arcadia, grab beer
0: with friends. Right, relax, and what? Yes. And you have you have lots of beers uh, on tap and in, in the bottles as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have then the following week we we bring out Kate ha- Kate uh, Howard Thompson, I think is her name now, mm-hmm. uh, and she will host the the trivia night as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and is there is there a dominant team that can participate in this thing? Is it, is there?
2: I think it kind
0: of depends on the topic. Okay, um, all right.
1: But the the dual income no kids team has been there since the start. The Every dual month. income no yeah. kids team. I think they come from Bernie.
0: Oh my gosh! Oh, the dual income. Backers. The dual income no kids. That, that, yeah. Those people that that is that that smacks of elitism and snobbery. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe it. And Dual they're income, from Bernie. Yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> right. They're really nice though. Uh, <laughs> uh, what what is it? What, what constitutes a team, though? Is it like what seven people, six Up people? Up to six people. Up to six people.
2: And it's free. Mm-hmm. Right. Just come in, and we have. Uh, if you order ahead of time, you can get a pizza from Pint and Plow. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then the hot attacks on the twelfth. What? What? Who are they, and what are they going to do?
1: Um, they're a dance band okay so it's classic rock um and texas blues high energy um we had booked them i think it was last year and they had to push it back for for some reason they had right. the COVID. probably right. covid the yes. covid yeah the COVID. Um, They had so the covid bring them back
0: and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, then uh back to thursday thursday then in march you get we mentioned the the Barney gras event Joshua Ray Walker, what's he going to bring to the deal?
2: Joshua Ray Walker is awesome. Yes. He played a sponsor event for us at the 4th of July solo. He is coming back with his band, um, and he is really hitting it um, pretty big. He's regular rotation on Outlaw Country on Sirius. Okay. He is a very large man. I mean, he is a large band, and he is very stylish.
1: And he owns it.
2: Yeah, All right, he, okay. had, he wears these... Big old jackets with sequins, you know. It's the old school uh, country, and he's got just a tremendous voice.
0: So he's like a he's like a Buck Owens kind of guy, then, right? With the big with the big big outfits.
2: Yeah, not not as twangy. Not as twangy. Not, not, he is twangy, but not that not twangy, not 20,
0: right? Yeah. Um,
2: but he is uh, he's, he's really popular with Jimmy the youngsters yeah
0: oh he's on Jimmy Fallon tonight yeah, oh is he really yes yeah.
2: so I'd forgotten about that mm-hmm.
0: oh interesting I'm excited to see that um, so he'll be here on the 10th uh, that might be a big show then it's going to be awesome yeah. Montopolis I've heard of these guys What? What? what is this what they is,
1: are so cool <laughs> yeah they were here last year, mm-hmm. so they have a projection screen in the back and then a small orchestra in front of the screen. Right. So they go out to different places in Texas and shoot these beautiful photos and videos of all these natural landscapes in Texas, and they put it to music, Okay. and then they play that, as well as narration. Um and then it's just it's amazing music. And last year they did what was it? The Legend of Big Bend. And this year is the Living Coast. Okay. So bringing them back, but for a different show.
0: So the, the Big Bend would have been a, a really cool one. To have so seen. the
2: and the, so last year the art the photographer came. Oh mm. um, yeah, he
1: spoke beforehand too. And
2: it's just these spectacular photographs, yeah. and we we set the big screen up so yeah. you see that, and then. It's kind of, it's not an orchestra, it it has violin and yeah. cello and that sort of thing, but also drums and electric guitar, right. so it's mm-hmm. kind of a fusion, and it's just thematic to the to what you're seeing, and they also have a narrator, oh, wow. who kind of does a little story, and this guy was playing the the Big Ben character, he right. had to he be a big hat great, and a yeah. big mustache, and it's very, it's a very cool show, uh, we're, we're excited to have them back.
0: Then we have Rodney Crowell on April 22nd, uh, again, another kind of uh, Americana singer, is that who we're mostly trying to book through this? Is it like Americana types, or is it, does it doesn't even matter?
2: Well, um, we, we got to find our audience, yeah. Uh, so we try to be varied. We we found that so far the most success is the Americana types, yeah, right? Um, but the next band after that, Grady Spencer in the works, is not. It's, it's more of a bluesy bluesy, rock. right? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, the thing had, is, the thing that's interesting about Shiny Ribs is that you know. My wife had never seen them before. Yeah. Uh, and, and she was like, I don't want to go to this. You know, I don't, whatever. You know, and then she got there and she was like, yeah, they're pretty good. You know, uh, because she found herself like, she didn't have you know any of their songs. Mm-hmm. And but she found herself kind of humming along to a lot of them a lot of times and dancing along to them as well. So that, that crowd had, that had, that had, that, that crowd had an amazing energy. So I would say the energy of that crowd was actually better than what they had at the Folk Festival, quite frankly. So. The, yeah, well line the at least the
2: the, the the a lot of the people the folk festival really mellow if you know what i mean. They're very <laughs>
0: mellow. <laughs> very mellow. They're mellow. <laughs> They're mellow beyond mellow. It's kind of awesome. Uh,
1: we are also um we're bringing back Billy Bob Thornton.
0: Oh is Billy he Bob is he coming back, so back so
1: he has, huh? He is. Yeah, date uh, we cannot announce yet, but we are working on that. Um he'll be back real soon, so.
0: Cuz that was kind of a covid issue, right? Yes. Before. I mean that was that was that was someone in the band had it and then it just kind of kind of throws things out of there okay what I really want to see is I also really I wanted to see a, a full show of Conrad and Clifton Pfeiffer and some others like I want to see like some kind of like Kerrville all-star band okay you know, that's what I want to see Uh with with, and I want Conrad to do it although he's he's probably not he's probably not going to be able to be. he's, he's so busy yeah himself. he's pretty busy right now he's crazy he's on another he's on a west coast tour he's going to Europe this year as well but i, I always i'm like why don't you and clifton like do stuff together you're so good together it's amazing
2: i've never seen them together oh it's incredible I I don't think I've seen them. uh
0: we did a show one time when i was at the daily times with the two of them together and it was remarkable i mean it was really something to see uh because they can just rip off each other you know and clifton's got a great voice and a great you know i mean it wouldn't be every performance but it would be so much fun to see them and you know but you know at the same time uh uh connor's kind of a one-man band himself he's kind of he's kind of it's kind of unique as well who's the dream what's the dream to get in there steve who do you who do you who do you want who's your dream person to be on the on, the, on in at uh, arcadia uh
2: i would like to see robert and lyle play together
0: Ooh, at the arcade that would be good yeah. that would be good uh before robert retires yep That's and
2: i good. and i wanted to mention that we've talked to robert we're the we're going full Full steam ahead on Fourth of July. Fourth of July, right? And uh, he still wants to be involved after he retires, okay. so that's good news for us.
0: Um, he, it, it's interesting. Like, I, I, what an amazing storyteller he is. You know, I, I was watching the video of him making his announcement uh, that he was going to step away from live performance, and I thought to myself, something's wrong with this guy. He's like ill, or he's got some kind of. He's, you know, I was like, I was waiting for it to say, "I've got illness." I can't do it anymore right. and, he, and then, he just, then he immediately says I'm thinking that's going to happen next he says well you guys are probably thinking I'm sick I'm not really I'm not sick or anything I'm just one, tired of being on the road um, but his show uh, at the Callow is sold out already for uh, the youth orchestra it was expensive yeah right did you get your tickets
2: I did not we're going to be out of town you're going to be out of I town not, yeah
0: um but he's he, bringing
2: Tyler Childers with him, and that's, I don't know if you're familiar oh, with yeah. Tyler Childers, but
0: he's... Uh, a friend of mine from California who runs, uh, who does an Americana um, uh, radio show, called me the other day, he goes, that Tyler Childers is going to be in Kerrville, you know, go check it out. And I'm like, hmm. Well, I mean, I'll, if I can That's the it.
2: only show Tyler's playing. He's literally coming down here just for just, that show. Just for that, that show. back home. Wow, wow. Um, it's a favorite to Robert.
0: So Robert, though, for you to get, I mean, but who would you who would you really love to see in that space? You know, other than Lyle Lovett and, and Robert O'Keefe Lyle Lovett would be would would make sense, though.
2: I would like what I would really think would be cool is it Arcadia would be the destination for bands to come and record a live album. Mm, okay, right. We have a good manageable area. We have lots of room for recording equipment. We have a great sound system. And the acoustics are phenomenal. Right, it would be very cool th- to have a whole series of albums live at the Arcadia yeah. with all these different bands.
0: That would be very cool. Uh, Stacy, what's your what's your uh, what's your dream lineup or uh, act to come in there?
1: Um, I would love to bring Granger Smith here. Okay, he's from Georgetown.
0: Okay, um, and what would he? What what kind of crowd would he bring in? Do you think?
1: Um, the thirty year olds. Okay, the thirty year olds. <laughs> yes. Uh. Our demographic here is a little bit older, so a lot of what uh, a lot of our patrons are a little bit older. Yeah, no issue with that, obviously. But trying to bring a younger crowd in as well. Yeah. To explore Arcadia.
0: I went to the new Buddy Holly band uh, concert for a little bit on on Saturday, which was awesome, by the way. Don't get me wrong, but it was kind of interesting too, like to think about the idea that, you know, that's throwback music, and some of the people that are in that crowd, right? You know. They didn't grow up with that music. Like my parents are now. Um, my 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 dad just turned seven. My mom, dad both turned seventy four last year, and it's like, Buddy Holly was already <laughs> long dead by the time they uh, that they had. Uh, I mean, he died when fifty eight. So they graduated from high school in sixty five and sixty six. So some of these some of these uh, nostalgia acts, you know, are, are are getting to be pretty pretty old now. Like, I'm wondering, like, in my generation, like, who's is there going to be, like, a, a Snoop Dogg tribute band at some point? Or, <laughs> you know, yeah. who, what, what does that look like in the future? I don't know.
2: Well, so. and there's a whole, there's still a lot of old bands that are going around under the original name. Like, uh, Three Dog Night right. is still touring. But if you look... There's none of the three guys that were three dog night. It's like the drummer. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and he's still got the name. Yeah. And so they go around and they play three dog night music, which there's nothing I love three dog night, but I'd like to see the original. Well it's guys. like you know, it's
0: like Journey, you know, Steve Perry hasn't been in that band for, you know, twenty five years and they're still out there yeah. touring. Uh uh what's interesting is like Eagles, uh you know, Glenn Fry's, you know, now passed away and but his son is is taking over the reins for that. and, right. and I think Vince Gill Vince is Gill, turing, yeah, he's touring with them. Touring with them. And they put on a great, I've seen, I've, I've watched the live show uh, on TV, and it's really it's really pretty good. Vince mm-hmm. Gill does a great job as, as well. There you go, we get the Eagles. What do you think? That'd probably sell out. Yeah. Uh, how fast <laughs> would that sell out? <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Of, course you, of course, you'd be broke by the fact that, uh, and that's the other thing, too, is the rights fees. How do you, because it's so important now for these acts, to come out and tour now is it is it has that been sort of sobering to see the prices or what you're trying to do is more manageable
2: well you know like we could get Law love it mm-hmm. but we'd have to sell tickets for $1000 a piece right. i mean can we and we could probably sell out but is that something we really want to do i mean yeah. maybe we'd have people coming in from all over but right. we don't want to be the place where only the super wealthy can go yeah. We've, so we try to the the good thing is we are a nonprofit, so the, there's not a big profit motive. The the money we do make goes right back into the theater. But we can, and we try to keep our ticket prices reasonable. We try to keep our drink prices um, reasonable. If you were to go to the same show in Austin, uh, you'd be paying probably, you know, almost twice as much, and your drinks would be fifteen dollars a piece. And so we don't want a price our locals out of the show yeah
0: when i was working up in uh greenville uh last year they have a historic theater called the texan which uh, uh was privately redone uh into uh into a space and uh they they reduced the capacity of the they probably hold held like a thousand people you know big. um you know in its heyday for for movies and they mm-hmm. turned it into basically that only holds like 125 because they have these big sort of like in Vegas, you know, the, the, the big lounge seats, that kind of thing. So they stack them up all the way up. But what they do there is sh- sh- the woman that owns it will bring in a big act. But she'll charge like $350 for a ticket, right? You're like, oh, my God. But then it's like all-inclusive. So it's, it's food and it's drinks and, you know, and then the show itself. And they've had some pretty big names in there as, as well. They also have a municipal auditorium down the street as well, which is interesting, uh, where Elvis had played. Um w- anything like that maybe as as an option, you know, like hey, we'll just we'll do dinner, a dinner theater or a dinner show, you know, all you can all you can drink. I mean, w- what kind of what kind of innovative programming things are you looking at uh, down the road here?
2: We can't we've we can't have all you can drink if Russell Nimkeys in-
0: Oh my gosh. Uh by the way, he's uh he's agreeing with you that he needs to be supervised. So it's, it's true, good. very true. <laughs> uh okay uh, let's just go one one last round here the uh the next big event is thursday Thirsty Thursday, thursday mm-hmm. will you be there will you be in charge will you be there i'm always there you're always there hopefully
1: the weather holds
0: out hopefully the weather holds out yes hopefully we will not have ice skating rinks wintry on. mix wintry yeah. mix all right well good thank you guys for being here appreciate it very much we, we forgot to
1: show
2: we brought a slideshow
0: oh did you oh, oh, yeah. you got a slideshow let me see let me, let me plug this in just upcoming events
2: uh, I have some Mardi Gras trivia. (laughs) Uh, Who is the longest reigning Mardi Gras king and queen in Kerrville?
0: I don't know. Who is it? Me. You.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Me and Caroline Wilson. Uh, Right, right. We were elected. They they had a contest. It was a fundraiser deal, and they elect a Mardi Gras king and queen, and I think we're going to bring it back this year. Uh, But the last year we had it, we put them out of business, and so we've been the reigning king and queen ever since.
0: Okay, I got the slideshow. Here we go. Let's see what this is. Uh, hold on a second here. All right. Oh, this is excellent. Oh, can I ha- can I have these? These are great. Yes. I can use these for stuff. For stuff. I have things. Okay. I have things I can use these for. because so I'm doing my calendar for the for the month. I try to get my wife to do it. and She's like, "This is ridiculous. Why do you do this again?" Uh, all right. Here we go. Bar night. Bar night. February 3rd and 24th, eight to five. Sure. Third, sure. Trivia night. And um, the hot attacks, I like that. And uh, what, what is it? Uh, what's what's the what's the, uh, what's the what's the basic cost on that one? Do you know?
1: I think the hot attacks is a fifteen dollar ticket.
0: Okay, so so reasonable, affordable, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And here this they are again. This is them, right? There's a couple yeah. different options. All right, everyone's gonna have a beard now.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> look at that, Joshua Ray Walker. See you next time. How about Leon Bridges? Can we get Leon Bridges here, maybe? What do you think?
1: I think anything's possible.
0: Anything's possible. Okay. Yeah, this is great stuff. And then this is the Montopolis, The Living yes. Coast. That'll be pretty cool. I'd like to see that one. You
1: should.
2: And they're all, uh, the musicians, are they're out of Austin, and mm-hmm. they're all in various bands, and they, they get together and, mm-hmm. and do this this, this show. So this, this is the Big
0: Ben show, right?
1: This is the last time they are yeah, here, yeah. Right. Just so you could kind of see, yeah. get an idea of...
0: We should have them do one with just Kerrville. I could, I could, I could. They
2: do have an Enchanted Rock one. Do they really? So we're going to try and bring them back mm-hmm. like yeah. every, uh, twice yeah. a year. Uh, they they have a, this year they're doing. The Living Coast. The Living Coast. And yeah. they also have an Enchanted Rock one. Did
0: you ever see the uh, calendar I made? Um, I made a calendar uh, that, I, that I sold at the end of the year. Uh, by the way, Rodney Crowell will be performing on the 22nd. But going back to the Montopolis thing, it's like, it's interesting to me. I I made this calendar, and I probably I bet you uh, half a dozen of the photos that I took were from my backyard of sunsets because I have this spectacular kind of uh, oak tree that kind of frames things. Uh-huh. Then I have the, the the crappy cedar, and then I have another oak tree. Uh, but then I've I had a fox in my backyard at one point. Who would just come up, he would come up to basically our door uh-huh. and bark and yap and defecate on the front yard on the back the back porch. Uh, then I have deer nonsense. I mean, I've never had, I've never been in a place where there was so much wildlife and beauty mm-hmm. um, just right in my backyard, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty incredible. Uh, and that's the thing I love about Kerrville is that, you know, it, it, you can go outside and like, I can take a picture of Sunset every day, but it, it'll always be spectacular, you know? All right, Rodney The picture Crow-
2: you took at the Renaissance Fair of the blue sky was awesome.
0: Of with the, the woman pink, with, with the pink Pink lady. I mean, yeah. I didn't, I did nothing to that photo, you yeah. know? I mean, it was just incredible how blue the sky was that day. Rodney Crowell, uh, Grady Spencer in the work. It's like they're hanging out in a superu, with uh, something with a, some kind of sunroof. And there we go. All right, so that's everything you're going to be able to. Uh, which one? Which one are you going to? Which one, if you had to pay a ticket to go see, which one did you go see first?
1: With Joshua Ray Walker. All right.
0: For sure. Okay. What about you?
2: Uh, it'd be a tie between Joshua Ray and uh, Rodney Crowell.
0: Okay. All right, I'm thinking Montopolis would be the one I would. want. To, I, would want to, I think that would be really, really fun. A lot of it's great. You should cool definitely.
2: Too. Montopolis is a pretty inexpensive ticket too, I, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very reasonable. Oh Absolutely. boy,
0: so much going on in this town. I mean, I, I feel good, don't you, Steve? About where we're headed in Kerrville. Don't you feel good about it? I mean, as far as like, um, you know, just the offerings we have in this community and the and the future of this community.
2: I am. I love this town. And we, you're right. There's so much going on. Uh, now, you know, if you read the paper, some of the letters to the editors, and the 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 vocal minority that says we're all going to Hades. Yeah. But I I think our current city council are doing a great job, and we're we're really moving in the right direction. Right. If we can get the housing situation solved, so we can, you know, we've got got a lot of great restaurants, and everybody needs help. Right. Uh, but if we can get, but that's not just Kerrville. That's Texas. That's the United States.
0: Well, if Justin we can can't get, build houses and build places fast enough, right? That's that's that's, that's that's where he's at, right? That's correct. How hard is it right now to build stuff? Right now, you, well, you're in that you're in that. Well,
2: space. it's there's a problem with, with the building materials are sky high. Mm-hmm. So and it costs a lot of money to build, and then you try to keep it so that people can af- afford to live in it. Yeah, and then that's that's and then the people that are building have to get something in the middle too. It's such a, uh,
0: it's it's such a challenging thing because you're like, like I keep seeing all these economists out there who are like, Oh, it could be this reason. It could be this reason. Like the easy one, it's Joe Biden's fault. You know, we pumped all this money into the economy, you know, so everyone's sitting on this money. It's the labor market. There's two, there's, 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 there's this, there's a supply chain issue. Um, which I've seen Republicans blame, you know, Biden for that as well. But it, the one thing too is like, I'd like, like what if COVID was far worse than China than people even know? <laughs> you know, And that, you know, cause they're so, we're so connected with them as far as, you know, our trade and all the products that we get from there as well. And they shut down, you know, so how far back, how backlogged are we? And you know, then we're going to see this come out of there. And then part of it is capitalism, at work folks you know you have supply and demand you know people you don't have something it's going to be more expensive that's just the truth of the matter so, well
2: and the other sad thing is a lot of people have left the, the workforce right they've just I mean we had so many people that had retired or just decided they weren't going to work anymore Yeah. and so and we've got more and more jobs that are needed and less people to, to fill them
0: yeah yeah I mean it's interesting like when you when you drive down Sidney Baker these days and you look at like I think I think it's Taco Bell That closes like, like is it still in business? You know, um, they can't find workers. They can't find places. I think I saw. I was in Austin over the weekend. uh, I think it was Chick Fil A in Austin was offering people up to twenty dollars an hour to work at Chick Fil A, Um, and uh, I'm like, that's incredible. You know, that's an incredible. You know, I mean, I think the minimum was fifteen dollars an hour, up to twenty. So, we'll see. so
2: I have a research project for you. Okay, I, uh, you need to figure out: do we have more chicken places or donut places now?
0: Well, I think it's a tie. I think it's a tie now. I think we're because we're, we're, you know, if you think about it, well, I mean, if you throw out HEB because they do both donuts and chicken, okay. uh, I think I think we're I think we're tied. So, okay. as far as standalone businesses go. I'm not sure how how but Duncan's going to open up though. But Duncan now also, you know, they're going to have ice cream as well. Yeah. So we'll see. are you, you, are you a Duncan guy? Do you like Duncan?
2: I don't think I've been in a Dunkin' Donuts in years. Well, you're from I'm New, a you're, you're Shipley
0: from guy. guy. I you're, like Shipley. Shipley? You're from you're but you're from you're from New Jersey. They're like on every corner in New Jersey.
1: Yeah, but I'm not a big
0: fan of Dunkin'. Donuts. Really? really?
2: We used, used to have, have a, a marble slab. Really? Yeah,
0: it went
1: out of business.
2: <laughs> couldn't support a marble slab.
0: Oh my gosh! Uh, Duncan to me though is not a donut place. It's a coffee place. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a Duncan coffee and a ch- Krispy Kreme any day, and I'd be very very happy. Krispy yeah, Kreme donuts, but, are you know, yeah. they're brilliant. It's hard to
2: beat. Terrible. It's hard to beat our local coffee purveyors. It is hard mm-hmm. to beat our local. Pine Plow mm-hmm. yes. Packs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I went to PAX this morning, and then I, then I do the show from, uh, from Pine Plow. I try to spread the wealth as much as possible. So, right. uh, And Starbucks is never open, so don't go there. Come here. Anyway, we'll be open tomorrow. We'll be open on Thursday. We'll be open on Friday uh, for all of your needs, of coffee and beer and everything like that. And with that, tomorrow's show, we'll, we'll have uh, Jennifer Peterson will be here talking about her opposition to the Coronado Drive annexation. That's been going on. It's a 16-acre parcel that um, that she led, uh, I would say, a pretty effective opposition against. It's going to pass through the city council uh, at this point. Uh, and then we'll also be, be joined by a guy named, I think, Mark uh, Mark the Glassblower from the Renaissance Fair. He'll be here on on, on Wednesday. And then Thursday, Dylan Sagerman returns uh, to, uh, to enforce order on this show. Uh, Friday, I think we're going to have the folks from the Charity Ball and... Uh, We're going to have Celtic Harpists here on on Friday as well. So a full week of stuff coming your way uh, here at The Lead. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. See you guys.